The following views and opinions expressed by the host do not reflect those of the management of NRG Media, Fort Atkinson. This is Stuck in the Middle with former state representative Andy Jorgensen on 940 WFAW and 940 WFAW.com. To join the discussion, contact Andy on Twitter at Stuck with Andy or on Facebook at Stuck in the Middle Andy Jorgensen. Now, here's your host, Andy Jorgensen. And welcome to the Friday show. Oh, gosh, you got a great show for you, I must say. And yes, I have washed my hands. I've got the uh, sanitizer right over there. I've already squirted a couple times. I'm all set. All right. Uh, we have, like I said, a great show. Uh, guests include, well, a Department of Revenue Secretary Peter Barca with breaking news. Just made a big announcement today having to do with small businesses. Uh, and we'll let him explain a little later on in the program. But uh, DOR secretary on the show today. We're going to talk with Spencer Black. He's a former uh, colleague of mine in the Wisconsin State Assembly. Really smart guy. He does a uh, bi-weekly column in the Cap Times. He keeps busy that way. But he's going to talk to us about what's going on nationally. But also uh, Fred Risser, Senator Fred Risser and uh, Representative Chris Taylor, not going to run for re-election. Yeah. And Fred Risser, by the way, holds the record for holding office for the longest period of time, I believe. He was elected back when my parents, my parents graduated high school back in 1957. He is going to hang it up. Uh, we'll talk to uh, former state representative Spencer Black about that. We've also got comedians Bill Gorgo and Michelle Krajewski from Illinois. We're going to talk about the coronavirus, about President Trump, uh, whatever's making news. We'll run it by them and see what they think. But first things first, my first guest, uh, he wears many hats. We always talk about those hats. Uh, he's on the Rock County Board. He is a piano player extraordinaire. He is an uh, instructor, uh, instructor at the uh, University of Whitewater. Uh, gosh, what else am I? Oh, an interpreter uh, for our court system for uh, Russian-speaking folks. Uh, Yuri Raskin, everybody. How are you doing, Yuri? Thank you, Andy. Thank you. It, it, I'm doing wonderful. It's you have an amazing program scheduled today. I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole thing and so many and events. Production, boy, uh, you know, I, I I'm lucky I don't lose my voice doing all that. Uh, you've got a lot of things that you do. Let's uh, touch on one before I forget. Uh, you were an instructor at uh, uh, UW Whitewater uh, in classes. They're on break right now, but uh, you and other instructors, professors at uh, UW Whitewater, uh, you want to get back on the horse and. Sounds like each of you are handling it in your own way. How are you handling it? Well, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to try to stick with the, the time of the class, but hold it online because obviously we cannot have, uh, you know, we're like you said, we're all doing it online right now. So all of a sudden, all of these classes that have been slowly transitioning to uh, maybe doing uh, online here and there, all of a sudden, everybody's being thrown into the pool. And uh, it's uh, I, I look forward to kind of sharing war stories and comparing experiences with everybody as, as we're trying to do already, you know, because it's uh, it's different, but there's different tools. So I'm going to be holding live lectures versus uploading videos. Uh, some other folks, I'm sure, are going to be doing that, whatever, you know, different projects, different classes and um, in 
it's different topics. I mean, teaching, like I teach communication, but there's people who teach music, they're, you know, chemistry, you think of all the different things that we're going to be doing online now. It's just a, an amazing world of opportunities because of the limitations that have been placed upon us. So uh, right now, we're, you know, I think one day at a time. And I'm trying to also reassure the students that I think they, they need to understand that everybody wants them to succeed. And so I'm doing everything I can. The university is doing, you know, I don't want to speak for anybody, but uh, it's uh, everybody's committed uh, to helping each other because this is such a uniquely different and difficult situation. So, right. you know, as it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, you can, as a human, we kind of uh, make assumptions about people. I assume you have a TV. I assume you have a, a cell phone. I assume you probably have a microwave. Uh, but there's an assumption I think people make, and I want to ask you about it. I assume you've got Wi-Fi. You've got Internet access at your house. Is that the case with all I, your students? I do, but I think that's the that's the question that is asked of every student. What's going on with you? And are you able to uh, continue with the class? Because this is not what they signed up for. If they would have known that this is going to be an online class and they didn't have the right technology, then they wouldn't have signed up. But here it is. All of a sudden, the class transitions in an online environment. So again, I think we all have to work together because we're all in this together and accommodate uh, so there are there are students who are uh, essentially like essential workers and so they have to work and so they will not be able to like attend lectures i have a student who was called up a national guard uh, she has her obvious limitations and so it's a, a challenge because some people don't have the right equipment and uh, you know, but I'm hoping that over a few days people can get the right equipment from Amazon. I think the, the basics are manageable, but, um, even that, uh, is, you know, now we're going to have money coming in. Maybe some of those, uh, will be need to, a couple of bucks will need to be spent on a computer camera. I don't know, but, uh, what an amazing time, Andy. You know, I just, uh, I mean, amazement. It feels like our nightmares and our dreams come true. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can agree with that. Uh, let's have you put that hat away and put your uh, Rock County supervisor hat on. Uh, breaking news today, uh, the Rock County clerk, uh, Lisa Tollefson, uh, somebody brought to her attention, I'm hearing, uh, that uh, in one of the races for county board, one of your colleagues, uh, they didn't get it right. Uh, they uh, put the incumbent, uh, Phil Owens, on the uh, ballot. We're talking about District 16, but uh, they did not put his opponent on there, uh, Jacob Taylor. Uh, first of all, what do you know about this? Secondly, uh, how do you rectify this problem? Well, it's it's interesting because I don't remember such a uh, kind of a mishap happening before in the past. I've been around local politics, state politics a little while, but you know maybe you are familiar with these kinds. Of, have you heard of these kinds of things happening? Nope. It's kind of rare, oh. I think. Uh, it is pretty fair. So it, I, I'm pretty interested you know, to see where we go from here, though. Exactly. And so they're talking about, you know, from what I hear from Jacob, you know, because I spoke with Jacob. Uh, and that's and the candidate. That's the not candidate. And, and I checked with him. I was like, well, how are you doing? Uh, you know, because this is an interesting moment for him. Um, and, and he is such a, you know, good person and he's good natured. He's a very nice young man and he's saying, you know, this is, you know, they're trying and they said that they're going to fix it. And I hope that this doesn't hurt things. And, and he's doing it in very good humor. Um, so that's, that's nice. 
Um, but I think that uh, there's, uh, you know, something that maybe the board needs to take a look at because this can affect, you know, I mean, we shouldn't have these kinds of things happening. So what uh, what happens uh, next? You know, we're obviously, once again, in an unusual environment where certain other things uh, take precedence. Um, but elections are important. We are concerned about integrity of our elections, and uh, this is part of the reason we need to have paper ballots, and those paper ballots need to have the right information on them. So that's right. that's crucial. Okay, we were talking about assumptions, at least I was, earlier. Assumptions can be made that people have already gotten ballots, maybe have already voted, sent them back. And so there's a quandary there. How do you handle that? Do you I guess I guess there's a, there's about seventy this one out and send it back. What if they don't though? I understand you know, that they have like uh, seventy uh, ballots out right now, and they think. I mean, this is uh, Rock County, you know. So we were talking about pretty small districts, uh, but at this point, uh, they have I guess less than a hundred probably um, ballots, and and they're going to keep those votes, but future votes or future ballots are going to be printed differently. And this seems like, you know, in a race that can be very tight because of the small number of votes cast, uh, it's almost giving one party or the other an advantage here of those, you know, votes. So it's, uh, I, I don't know that there is a right solution. That's the problem in a way. You, you, every solution is going to have some kind of flaws because it gives somebody an unfair advantage in this situation. Um, and, but, you know, so um, what, what do you think we should do, Andy? I, I, I'm asking you, I asked the questions, Yuri. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting it back to you because you're right. Uh, the way you're viewing it is correct. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can, uh, you know, tape this one up perfect, uh, as it was, uh, or it should be, uh, we, you got to do your best in some situations, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see what the rest of your colleagues think on this. There's all kinds of different actions you could take as a result of this happening. And you'll have to discuss if there's consensus on doing anything like that. Um, you know, I mean, you could uh, reprimand, too, I guess. Uh, you could ask for resignation of uh, the clerk. Uh, there are things that, I guess, as a board, you could uh, do as a body. That's, you know, that's absolutely true. There's a couple of things because I guess, first of all, you'd want to think about the intent behind this or the, the importance of the damage that's been done and take that all into, you know, consideration before coming up with, you know, de demanding, you know, resignations, those kinds of things. Um, absolutely. You could uh, do nothing, or you know, we can to be right. Fair, but but to be fair, we are, was to see what happened. With the, uh, last night, we just held our first board meeting since we can't be in the same room together, and that you know, having twenty nine people plus staff in the same online meeting uh, can slow things down a bit, simply because you know not everybody has their mute buttons on. Uh, so it's, you know, when we're going to get to dealing with other things, you know, I think it's one meeting at a time. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll find out more about that. Uh, we'll talk about last night's Rock County board meeting. We're talking with, uh, so keep that hat on. Uh, we're talking with the Rock County supervisor, uh, Yuri Rashkin, and our talk will continue after this. Get in touch with Andy on Twitter at Stuck with Andy or on Facebook at Stuck in the Middle, Andy Jorgensen. Stuck in the middle with Andy Jorgensen. We're talking with Rock County Supervisor Yuri Rashkin. Last night, you had a meeting. What do you have, 29 uh, members or supervisors on the uh, Rock County Board? And you did it all by what using Zoom? 
Is that right? So over the phone? Pretty much, pretty much. That's how everybody's meeting these pretty days. Clear, and I think. Yeah, and then when you look at the average age of Rock County supervisors, and really it, it doesn't make sense for us to even attempt to do anything together in the same room. It's just not a good idea. So uh, everybody's sitting in front of their computers or phones, and uh, it's it's admirable. Um, I think, you know, and as an instructor, I look forward to experimenting with that myself next week. Um, you know, but we have um, important things that need to be discussed, and uh, it was nice because most of the supervisors were able to be there one way or another. That's what Zoom does, I guess, is it brings all these different forms of communication together, blends them together. So, but what we know right now is that there is uh, 770 confirmed cases of uh, COVID-19 in Wisconsin. We know that there's eight in Rock County. We know the testing is rare. And we know that community spread is occurring. So this is not just from somebody who came in from somewhere else. This is already being shared from, you know, within our communities. And, I've heard yeah. uh, stories, and I wonder if you've heard them too, where somebody went to their boss said, hey, boss, uh, I think I got that uh, COVID-19. I'm sweaty. I got a fever. I'm coughing. And then they send them to their doctor and they do it and uh, they get all tested out. But then they don't get the confirmed results. They don't have the tests. Is that what you're hearing too? You know, I think there's a lot of stories and uh, I think stories of all of all kinds have probably some tr basis in truth behind them. Um, I'm a little bit concerned, I guess, about situations where we have uh, an ideological divide between what Republicans consider is safe and what Democrats consider to be safe which seems to me like if you're going to be in a construction zone, you shouldn't be like, if you're a Republican, you don't need a helmet. Um, you know, it's it's just bizarre to me. And we have people who end up inadvertently putting their own lives and sometimes lives of their employees and their families in in certain amount of unneeded danger. Um, so I think that's, that's what I, I kind of find disconcerting. Um, uh, so... Well, it, let's uh, talk a little bit about that. The president uh, is uh, saying that he wants to get the country back open again, and he wants to uh, allow for, and uh, on paper this may look good, uh, for areas of the United States that are doing okay or well, uh, open those up. Uh, and, you know, uh, in the ones that aren't, uh, keep them closed maybe for a little while longer. But let me just use his words. He said, I think we can open up in sections, quadrants, that's what he's calling it. And uh, then just keep them going until the whole country is opened up. Uh, he said this on Fox News. And uh, But we have to open up. The people want to get back to work. They want to get back. That's the way we're engineered. What do you think of that? Uh, and, and what I've heard about this quadrant uh, talk is that it could mean counties. So let's say Jefferson County is opened up, Rock County not yet, that kind of thing. What do you think of that plan? Well, I think it's a flawed planet. At first, it has kind of a nice ring of uh, truthiness to it where you go, well, of course, not, you know, Chicago is more dangerous than Rock County or Jefferson County, of course. Uh, but when you think about it, it just falls apart because if you have one county that has lower rate and it's considered lower risk, then you basically expose its residents because there it also means that it's a rural county more than likely. And it means its health facilities are 
they're not up to par of taking on a large challenge. So why would you want to announce that this is a low risk and everyone can go out and attend uh, public events and over as a result overwhelm its own healthcare system? You know, so it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm also kind of curious. I, I wonder what you think as well. We have uh, a leader of Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, emerging on like a national basis uh, simply because he's able to communicate clearly what's going on. And he has this I- idea that he mentioned, I think, yesterday where he suggests that all the resources in the country need to be pulled together in order to help the areas that are hurt the most. And then as the number of cases in those areas goes down, then the resources are shifted to other other places around the nation. And I thought, you know, it may not be something that people actually go for because everybody wants to hold on to their resources, but it's a vision, you know. We, we're really lacking leadership in somebody with a vision. It's amazing. It, it's, yeah, it, it's a plan. And uh, perhaps it, it could work if the president offers a few more details on how he's going to execute his plan. Uh, you know, I'm willing yeah. to uh, listen and see what he's got. But the, the way it sits right now, there's not any details. Uh, and he needs to get buy-in from all the uh, governors uh, to work on this together. There's that word together again, because it's vital when you want to be successful in this stuff. Let me uh, run this one by our governor, uh, Tony Evers, on Friday. Today, directed Wisconsin Department of Health Services Secretary designee Andrea Palm to temporarily order suspension of uh, evictions and foreclosures amid the coronavirus public health emergency. What do you think of this endeavor? I think that's, again, an idea that sounds really good on its face, but it has a lot of problems with it because it ties into the issue of mortgages and other things that, you know, if you're a landlord and you and you have somebody that's renting from you, um, fine, the, by law, they don't have to pay you. That's great, but you still have to pay for your mortgage. So this is a domino that, that doesn't, you know, the, all the other dominoes need to fall in so this whole thing would work and you would have a pretty flower come out of this, I guess. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, otherwise it just stuck because you have one group that's getting relief but not the others. So I think this is something that, again, if the with a level of leadership and this is where again i think uh, the states do the best they can trying to work with federal government that seems to have just decided to absolve itself of any responsibility and decided to set the states to like bid against each other um in in this united states of america uh for supplies so you know what what people can do in a situation where they're uh, faced with bills, I think that we're all are figuring out really, really quickly. But I know that there's, um, you know, it's communication. I would just say really important to communicate clearly and as much transparently as possible. Because um, if, if people feel like they're being left hanging, uh, then it's uh, then it's a bigger challenge even than it's been. You know, in 2008, when we had all these foreclosures, banks were screaming for people to actually be in contact with them so they could try to renegotiate something and come up with some kind of solutions because so many of us when we're faced with a problem we just we just don't communicate and all right and, a few yeah. seconds left uh, yuri a democratic governor tony evers asked republican legislative leaders today to convene quickly to change state law and allow clerks to send absentee ballots to all i said the word all registered voters to give them more time to count them 
What do you think of that? I think that's really, really crucial because if you think about the other, the last pandemic election we had, which was in 1918, the turnout was quite a bit lower because people were terrified of going out. So we don't want to see that. We want to see an increase in voter turnout, which I believe is what happens when people vote by mail. So I think we need to promote this idea as much as possible for a variety of good reasons. Plus, we have paper trail then. All right. Uh, we've, we are out of time. I want to thank you so much uh, for joining me, uh, Yuri. You've got to do it again real soon. Uh, have a great weekend and stay safe and well, my friend. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. All right. That's Yuri Rash. Yuri Raskin, uh, Rock County Supervisor, joining uh, me on the big show. Uh, we covered a lot of ground, as we always do. Uh, it was a lot of fun. All right. We're going to break now for the news, weather, and the market report. And uh, talk about fun. We've got two comedians coming up. Uh, Michelle Krajewski and Bill Gorgo will go over to today's news. Uh, after all uh, the news, weather, and uh, the market report. Stick with me on Stuck. You're listening to Stuck in the Middle with Andy Jorgensen. We'll be right back on 940 WFAW and 940 WFAW.com.